0: Welcome today, star. My name's Alan, and we are so glad that you've come to worship with us this morning on Baptism Sunday. <laughs> come on, guys! Isn't this exciting, man? Baptism and Sunday is such a big Sunday in the life of our church. It's a great time, and we are so glad that today we've got so many guests, family, and friends of those who are being baptized. Welcome. Thank you for being here. And and I want to take a minute just to welcome all the campuses, those of you at our downtown campus, at our New Garden campus, our northern Guilford campus, and all of you that have joined us online. Man, thanks for being a part of this service. Such a special day in the life of our church. Well, today we're going to continue a series we started several weeks ago called more and in this series Jesus is inviting us to live in the kingdom of God to really experience more more than religion more than just a moral code man to really experience life in the kingdom and we've been studying the beatitudes which are the introduction to the sermon on the mount and in these beatitudes Jesus describes steps or characteristics of those who are living in the kingdom so let's review real quick, before we talk about today's beatitude, what we've learned so far. In verse 3 of chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, in fact, if you have your Bibles, man, I'd love for you to turn there with me, Matthew 5. And in verse 3, Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. And we said the word blessed, and he's going to say that over and over in this passage, means happy. If you want to experience a full life, the first step is to be poor in spirit. Now that seems a little weird, but we said poor in spirit means recognizing that without Jesus, we are spiritually bankrupt. We bring nothing to the table. And uh, we just throw ourselves upon the mercy of God, and we receive freely from Him His grace and forgiveness. And that's how we begin a relationship with God. And, And if you've never done that, you'll have an opportunity later on in the message to really open your heart and to receive God's grace and forgiveness. The next beatitude was blessed are those that mourn. And we said this means to mourn over sin, to realize man the sin in my life, the sin in my past and the mess that it created. The sin we see in people's lives, the people that we love around us and the and the mess it's creating, the sin in our culture and the mess that he creates. And, and we talked about how Jesus promised to comfort us and that he left heaven, stepped into our circumstances, and he came to, to save us and to deliver us and to redeem us. Man, to comfort us. The next beatitude was: blessed are the meek. And we said, meek means power under control. And now that I know Jesus saved me, now that I know Jesus redeemed me, man, I want him to lead me. And so I surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ. I've become meek. I want him to be in charge of my life. The next beatitude was blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we said righteousness means to be in right standing with God. It means to stay in step with Jesus And he said, man, if you want to stay in step with me, you'll be filled. You'll experience a very satisfying life as you walk with Jesus. And then he said, blessed are the merciful. And we talked about the power of mercy. We said that mercy, not stones, changes people. And that when we are merciful, man, it just opens people's hearts to God's mercy grace. And then next he said, blessed are the pure in heart. And we said pure in heart means single-minded, that it's bigger than just our moral purity. It's, it's much larger, than, it includes moral purity, but it's larger than that. It's I want to, to understand and fulfill the purpose of God in my life. Remember our prayer, God, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to be, wherever you want me to go, my life is yours. That is the pure in heart. And Jesus promised Man, you're going to get to see God move. When you have a passion to do what God wants you to do, you're going to see God at work in your life. What a great message. And then last week, Seth talked about the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called the children of God. And we talked about living at peace with each other, living at peace with God, and helping our world discover a relationship with God and have peace with God. God. Well, today we're going to move on to the next beatitude. It's in verse 10 where Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So again, he says, if you want to be happy, then man, that's when you are persecuted for righteousness. Righteousness, remember, means right standing with God. So that seems to be a little funny. Why would we be persecuted for walking in step with God? Why would we do that? I mean, why would people persecute us if we're walking in step with God? Well, if you remember from the previous chapter, Matthew 4 verse 19, Jesus said, if you follow me, if you walk in step with me, you'll be fishers of men. You're gonna, we're going to work together to introduce people to God. Man, that's what we're going to do. So to be righteous means to stay in step with Jesus, and as we do that, Jesus says, you're going to begin to fish. And if you begin to fish, if you begin trying to introduce people to Jesus, unfortunately, you'll experience some persecution, right? Have you ever had this experience? I was uh, flying to India a couple of weeks ago and sitting beside this lady, and we Struck up a conversation, and just talking, and and uh, man, I, I knew God wants me to witness, and, in, and internally I'm I'm just struggling with that, and, and I just had to I had to be bold and, and to take a courageous step and to begin talking about faith and spiritual matters, and and I was able to to share the gospel with her, and and she didn't make a decision. In fact, she told me, well, I just think if we're all good, you know, that kind of universal thing, and, but man, I had to be bold and courageous. And to give a verbal witness in order to stay in step with God. Because in the moment, the Spirit of God is prompting me to witness. If I'm going to stay in step, I've got to give a verbal witness. And it was challenging to do. Because oftentimes when we do that, man, people, we experience some persecution, right? I remember when I moved into my neighborhood and we had a social gathering a couple of weeks later. And me and a group of guys were standing around this this hamburger bar, we were fixing hamburgers. We had kind of turned this countertop into a a buffet to make hamburgers for all the people in our neighborhood. And and I'm fixing mine and my kids, and there's a group of men that's standing there, and we're all introducing ourselves. I'm the new guy on the block. And and they asked me, well, Alan, what do you do for a living? And I I said, well, actually, I'm a pastor. and, And when I said that, I'm not kidding, in 10 seconds, the room was empty. I mean, all those men, they scattered like flies. And sometimes when people know we're a follower of Christ, and certainly if they think we might give a verbal witness, they might run like, they might scatter like flies. But Jesus is saying, listen, you'll be blessed if you're willing to be persecuted for staying in step with me. We have to be willing to give a bold and a courageous witness. And our culture, listen, our culture has, has intimidated believers today into being silent about our faith. We say things like, well, I just want them to see my life and see Jesus in me. And listen, that's important. In fact, Jesus is going to say in the very next, in verse, the very next section, verse 13, that we need to be a salt of the world. It's important that people see Jesus in us, that our lifestyle is different. But listen, our lifestyle alone not enough because there's a lot of people of all kinds of faiths and religious systems who live a moral life and help people. So our lifestyle is an important step. I mean, we need to live like Jesus. We need to love people like Jesus did to serve people. That's true. But in addition to our lifestyle, we've got to offer a verbal witness. We need to tell people The reason for the hope we have. We need to tell people what Jesus has done in our life. That there's a reason we live the way we live. There's a reason we have a family like we have. There's a reason that matters of faith are so important. There's a reason that we take a particular stand in cultural issues. It's not just because we're nice people. It's because Jesus has rescued me. And man, I need to tell you about him. My life wasn't always like this. But Jesus has transformed my life. We need to give a verbal witness. And often, if we do, we'll experience a measure of persecution. But Jesus says, listen, when you stand up for me and walk with me, stay in step with me, you'll be blessed even in the face of your persecution. Last week when I was in India, and listen, by the way, next week I'm going to tell you all about the trip. Because I just think it's so important that our church understands all that we're accomplishing around the world. And you will, you're not going to believe the impact that we're having and the opportunity in our future to really change the world. It's amazing. I'm going to tell you more about that next week. But last week we were sitting in a room with a group of pastors and one by one they just stood up and shared about how they were being persecuted, being arrested, how many times they had been beaten up. One guy had been beaten and left to die three different times, and God had raised him up. And they were telling their story and celebrating that they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ. And everybody would erupt in a giant applause. And that's what Jesus is saying. He says, man, you're blessed When you live a strong and courageous, a noble life, and you take a bold stand for me, you're going to be blessed. You might experience some persecution, but you'll be blessed because you don't live your life intimidated and afraid of men, and we don't live our life in bondage to what everybody thinks. Man, we are living our life to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said it this way in Romans 1.16. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Listen, in our city, as long as we feed the homeless, nobody will persecute us. As long as we serve the schools, nobody will persecute us. When we do angel tree this this week and we serve like a thousand families or whatever it is, nobody's going to persecute us. Everybody's glad that we do that. When we go to India and take care of orphans, nobody persecutes us. When we feed the hungry, when we clothe those who don't have clothing, when we provide free education, when we help with the cyclone victims like we've been doing the last couple of weeks, listen, when we do all those things, nobody persecutes us. The only time they persecute us is when we have the guts to stand up and to say that Jesus is the one and the only way. And listen, we just have to understand that's exactly what our faith claims. Jesus was very narrow in his thinking. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, Muhammad, Allah will not get you there. Buddha will not get you there. A religious system will not get you there. There is one way into a relationship with God, and it is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who came and died on the cross to pay for our sin. And he is the only religious leader who three days later, after predicting his own resurrection, rose from the dead to defeat death in the grave, proving that he was God and the Messiah, and that he held in his hands the keys to life and death. Jesus is the only way. And the truth is, that's the message. That's where we draw the line in the sand. That's when we experience... Persecution is when we stand up and say, I'm a follower of Jesus, and he's the only way into heaven. Man, that's important. And Jesus understood in his culture when he's speaking to this group, they, were, they had a Jewish background, and he understood, man, this was a big, scary thing for them to, to declare that I believe Jesus is the Messiah, that God promised all these years, that this man right here, Jesus, he's the one. That that was a big deal. Because in Jesus' day, for them to make that claim, they were going to be ostracized from their family. They weren't going to be allowed in, their, in the temple. It was going to cost them socially, financially. They could die for it. It was a big deal. And so what God has done is he's created this ordinance to strengthen our faith, to build our courage. And it's called Baptism. And when we're baptized, what we're doing is we are standing up and declaring, man, I have decided to follow Jesus. Remember that old hymn? I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And when we're baptized, that's what we're doing. It's our coming out party. We're saying, man, I am following Jesus. No matter what the cost, and I don't care what anybody thinks, man, Jesus gave his life for me, and I am following him. And when in baptism, that's what we're doing. We're boldly standing up and declaring, I am a follower of Jesus. This morning is your opportunity to stand up and boldly declare, I'm a follower of Christ. I don't care what anybody thinks. I am a follower of Jesus. And Jesus knew this was important because, listen, it strengthened their faith to take that first bold step and, man, just to, to come out and say it. Man, it was so powerful. In fact, let me give you a great example of this. Last night, Chelsea Johnson, actually the girl that made the announcements on our video this morning, she got married. Her and David were married last night. And then the end of the night, we were all dancing together at the end of the, after the, you know, the big reception, and and uh, we're dancing and having a good, or people are dancing and having a good time. My kids and I are standing on the sidelines, and my kids are pushing me, wanting me to go out there and dance. And, and the truth is, I'm not really crazy about dancing, but they want me to go out there, and they're pushing me, trying to get me... And I'm saying to them, listen, I'm not really crazy about... It. If y'all want to dance, go ahead. There's plenty of people out there, you know. Go out there and dance. And they were saying, no, we don't want to dance. We want you to dance. And so I thought... They just wanted me to go out there and dance so they could laugh at me and make fun of me, which is, you know, I guess a a fun thing for kids to do, right? And so finally, after they bugged me and bugged me, but finally I went out there and started dancing. Well, listen, the moment I went out there and started dancing, you know what they did? They came out there and started dancing. See, they didn't even have the courage to admit they wanted to dance. They needed somebody to go first. And when I went out there and danced, then they started dancing. And man, they're all three. My kids were all out there having a great time. You know, that's what baptism does. Baptism is our opportunity to stand up and say, I'm a follower of Christ. Anybody want to join me? I'm a follower of Christ. Anybody want to join me? Does anybody else have the guts to stand up for Jesus this morning? That's exactly what baptism does. And listen, there are people here this morning Listen to me, this is so important. There are people here this morning just like my children on the edge of their seats and they want to be baptized. They've never stood up and declared their faith in Jesus. They want to do it, but the truth is they're afraid. And they might be looking at you thinking, well, you know, you should go and, you, and, you're, and you're kind of hesitant. And you're like, man, you know, I don't want to do that. For... And the truth is, the truth is they want to go, but they want you to go first. They want you to go first. They need somebody to lead the way. And my question this morning is, who's going to be the one who says, man, I'll lead the way, I'll stand up for Jesus, and I hope you'll join me. That's what Baptism Sunday is all about. Today we have more than 50 people who are signed up to declare their faith in Christ. But listen, there's a bunch of you that are here this morning, and you've never done that. You've never been baptized. You've never stood up to declare your faith. And today is your day. You didn't know it, but you came today. You said, well, you know that. Actually, you're probably right. I'd like to do that, but I didn't come prepared. I didn't bring a towel. I didn't bring a change of clothes. I didn't bring my stuff. No problem. We got all that for you. Listen, we've prepared a bag that has everything you need. Change of clothes, flip-flops, towel, a cool T-shirt, an all-in T-shirt for baptism. We've got a changing area available for you. So listen, no excuses we've got the thing, we're ready to do it. And you say, well, I came here with a bunch of people. No, no, no. Listen, those people, you get up and be baptized, they're likely to get baptized. And even if they're not, they'll be so thrilled that you stood out and had the courage to stand up and declare your faith. So don't worry about them. They'll be so excited that you had the guts to take this step. For many of you, for many of you, you need to be baptized today. In fact, every week at Day Star, listen, every week at Day Star, We give people an opportunity to receive Jesus and to begin a relationship with God. We're going to do so in just a minute. And every week we have people raise their hands. But then only only a few of them have the guts to make their way to the welcome table, to receive a gift bag we have for them with a lot of resources to help them begin their journey with Christ. Why is that? Because I believe, again, our culture has so intimidated us, and we're so shy and guarded, and, and we think our faith is secret. Listen, Jesus, our faith was never intended to be secret. In fact, Jesus goes on to say, look here in verse 13. Verse 14, excuse me, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people Light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. It gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your good deeds shine before men, that they might see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. What Jesus is saying, listen, we're not supposed to be in the closet, we're not supposed to be. Quiet and mousy and, and secretive and low-key. He says, man, we're a city on a hill. Man, put that light on a stand so everybody can see. You see, when we take a light and we cover it up, in Jesus' day, this was a flame. and You cover that flame up, not only does it allow everybody to live in darkness, if you cover that thing up, soon it goes out. And listen, today, Jesus is calling us, be the light of the world. Today, be the light of your family. Be the light of your neighbor. Be the light of the person that you brought this morning. Stand up for your faith. And let me tell you what baptism is about real quickly. Baptism is a picture of our union with Christ in his death and his resurrection. It's our way of saying, I have died to my old life and I want you, I want everybody to know I am living now for Jesus. That's what we're doing in baptism. And when you're baptized, it's going to strengthen your faith by giving you an experience, something that allows you to see and feel what's happened spiritually in you. You've died to your old life and you've been resurrected to new life. So, man, today you need to be baptized. And when you do, not only is it going to strengthen your faith, it's going to give courage to the people who are here to stand up and for them, man, to give their heart and life to Jesus. So now here's the first step. In order to be baptized, you have to place your faith and trust in Jesus. So how do I do that? What does that look like? Well, the Bible says that we're all born in sin. We're guilty. We're separated from God. The truth is we know that we are imperfect. But the Bible says our sin is very serious. In fact, it separates us from God. God will not allow the guilty to go unpunished, the Bible says. The Bible says that the penalty for our sin is death, a spiritual, eternal separation from God. So Jesus came, the perfect God in the flesh, God in man. He came, lived a perfect life, and then offered his life as a sacrifice. He died on the cross to pay for your sin, to take the just wrath of God so that you and I could go free. And if we place our faith and trust in Jesus, the Bible says God will wash away all of our sin. We'll receive His forgiveness and grace. We'll be adopted in His family. The Spirit of God comes to live inside of us. And so this morning, we want to give you an opportunity to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So let's do that. If you'd bow your heads with me, close your eyes. And if you're ready today to invite Jesus into your life, I want you to pray with me this very simple prayer. Dear Jesus, today I realize I am imperfect. God, I need your forgiveness and grace. So Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm asking you to save me and forgive me. In Jesus' name we pray. Look here, if you just prayed that prayer, man, today's the day. You need to be baptized. Some of you have prayed that prayer over the last couple of years here at Daystar. You've raised your hand, you've said, man, I've trusted in Jesus, but you've never been baptized to stand up for your faith. Today's your day. You need to be baptized. You say, well, I'm not prepared. We've got everything you need. In just a moment, we're going to sing a song. We're going to all stand to sing and to worship again. And in that moment, all of you that are signed up for baptism, you go to the spot where you're supposed to be. And all of you that are ready, you know that God's been speaking to your heart and today is the day you need to be baptized. You go to this. Man, make your way out of the auditorium. There'll be people there to show you where to go. All of you who have just raised your hand, all of you that have just received Christ, you just prayed that prayer, inviting Jesus into your life, receiving His forgiveness. Man, you just follow the crowd. Man, today's your day to be baptized. Listen, some of you, you were baptized as a child, but you lived most of your life as if God didn't exist. That was really something you did for your parents. It had nothing to do with your faith. But recently, you've given your life to Jesus. And so today, you need to stand up and to be baptized. You need to publicly declare your faith. Listen, if God is speaking to your heart, Have the courage to go first. Because listen, this room is full of people on the edge of their seat, ready to be baptized, and they're watching who's going to go first. Who will go first? Who will go first? And man, they're ready to follow behind. Man, let's be a bold witness. Listen, if we can't be bold in here, in a safe place, how are we going to be bold out there? But listen, if we'll make a decision today to stand up for our faith, then it builds our courage. And tomorrow we can go back to work. And in our neighborhood and with our family. Man, we can tell people about Jesus. The day when you're baptized, afterwards you can go to lunch and tell people, this is why I was baptized today. It's because Jesus rescued me from my sin. And I want to stand up for Him. So now's the time. Listen, let's all stand together. We're going to worship. Our worship team's on their way to the stage. And if you're here, you're signed up to to be baptized, or you've made a decision to be baptized, now's the time. Come on, let's all stand. We're going to worship together. And all of you that are being baptized right now, make your way out of your seat. Let's go. Come on, move to wherever you've been told to go. And let's stand and let's worship together.